everybody, I'm Pastor Dan. I'm Pastor Terry. And this is... Yes, <laughs> it's always good hearing Casey sing oh, uh, the midweek bump song, dude. Yes. On the real though, that kid is actually mad gifted. Yes, and it's kind of sickening. Like he's <laughs> he's just one of those kids who can do anything, and he just had so much fun doing this. I, I hope you know we'll we'll see some other kind of '80s spoof songs yeah. <laughs> in the future, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, he definitely uh, definitely said anytime we need to refresh the intro song, he is down to make something else. So he has many ideas. Yes, so I love I'm, it. I'm excited. I love it. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah. So it's been a while um, since we have done a maybe bump. Uh, it's definitely so, been a while for me and you because the last yeah. one was when we had Casey come in to preach, right? Because it was he was finishing up his practicum mm-hmm. and he preached. I thought he did a great job. Yeah, he you did. know. And uh, and so this is the first time you and I've been together for a couple about weeks. three weeks. Yeah, something so. like that. Yeah, yeah. So we're uh, we're jumping in here. This is going to be uh, when in Rome number three. We're going to talk about uh, this past Sunday, and uh, and so anyways, we're going to be jumping in. Um, but the main verse for this scripture was Romans five one through two. So you want to talk a little bit about as the prepping of this in yeah. Romans kind of. Romans is is blowing my mind right now, honestly. And, you know, I kind of had it planned. You know, you you look at everything and trying to be be obedient to God, know exactly what he wants you to do. But sometimes you don't know what he's thinking until you're neck deep in it. Yeah. So I was planning on doing maybe like six six or seven of – of, of Romans and and I was going to do Romans chapter five verses one through five Mm. uh, this last Sunday – but the Lord's like, no, those are two different messages. And I was like, oh. So, I mean, I'm three in, and we haven't even gotten past, you know, chapter five yet. There's just so much depth. And then once once you start hitting six, seven, and eight, there, I mean, yeah. you could do so much with those. Oh, I mean, for sure. you know, uh, chapter 12 is another really good mm-hmm. one. I mean, they're, they're, they're all really powerful. So I, what I decided is we're getting close to summer. I'm just going to slow it down. And yeah. and we're gonna stay in Romans until the Lord, until the Lord has has laid on my heart to do otherwise. We have a series coming up called Myth Guided, mm-hmm. and uh, it sounds like Mike Mike Tyson. I actually made a joke like about that in in a service. Where I was like Mike Tyson preaching on <laughs> <laughs> preaching on myth, myth guided. You're so myth guided. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, does anybody have more of a of a misleading voice for what they could physically do to you than Mike right. Tyson? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's just false advertisement. If he calls you <laughs> and he's like, you know what? You really did my family wrong. I'm going to come to your house and we're going to have a talk. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, fine. Whatever, little man. Bring it over. And then yeah. and then he shows up in one of those uppercuts. Yeah. Dude, do you know people would, would fight him? People that fight him would get like a million dollars to lose to him. Wow. Yeah. I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd take a couple. I may, you know. I'll take a couple of those those uh, kidney punches from him. I mean, I, sure. you, know, you never know. You may tinkle blood for the next three weeks, but you're a millionaire. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say I want the million dollars plus all any of my medical bills covered. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that, that can't come off the top. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah I mean, you may be, you, your left leg may drag a while. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Behind the right one, but hey. totally worth it. That's it. 
Our bodies heal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, yeah so, he, you know, myth guided is, mm-hmm. uh, is going to come before too long. And ba- basically that's going to kind of look at some things that we as believers believe yeah. actually misses the mark. You know, things mm-hmm. like uh, there's, a, there's so often people quote scripture that's not even scripture. Oh, man. I yeah, remember no. one time, dude, somebody came up to me. I was working at the jail at the time. He's like, hey, Terry, where does it say in the Bible, ours is not to question why, ours is but to do and die. <laughs> and I sat there for a minute and I go, that's not the Bible. He's like, what? Yeah. it's not the Bible. I'm like, no, dude, that's not the Bible. He's like, what is it? I'm like, saving private Ryan. <laughs> exactly, dude. Yes. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> you, you, uh, swing and a miss on that one. Right. Yeah. So, so often people, they do, they, they, they believe things that really aren't the Bible. And so we're going to talk yeah. about that. Like, you know, the, the idea of when, when you die, you become an angel. No, oh, man. Not scriptural. Yeah. Dude, can we just say that we did not have any of these sound effects like planned today? They yeah. just were already on the board. They're just happening. They're improv total. That's impressive, dude. I'm proud of you. That was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So that's where we're headed. Um, but yeah. I just, I don't know, man. I feel like camping out on Romans mm-hmm. for a while. There's just so much depth there. The first three messages, I don't know. I, I feel like they've been very powerful. Yeah. You know, week one, we talked about kind of that slow fade mm-hmm. that, that that happens. And, and then week two... You know, we hit hard kind of the idea of of um, that that if there's a change that needs to be made uh, between our relationship with God and like our, our understanding of the word and and uh, what the word actually says, if there's a change that needs to be made, it needs to be in us. Yeah. Um, that that uh, that, you know, that that's kind of, you know, we're called to be made in his image, not trying to make him in ours. Right. You know, um, but number three came out and we were in Romans chapter uh, five. And, and I got stuck on verses one and two. And so I'm like, if I didn't make it this far and we're on chapter three, I think it's going to be a while. And, <laughs> sure. But I think it's going to be, a, it's going to be a lot of depth. Yeah. Well, so. and Romans, Romans is really, uh, kind of the, a lot of people will call it the, you know, the pinnacle book, you know, this is like, you know, Paul's probably best full on full theological spelled out of, of kind of what the Christian faith is, what the walk is, what's the expectation. Right. And uh, so it's covering all the bases. And so, you know, that's why a lot of preachers will say, if you don't know Romans, you don't know anything about the Christian walk. Um, so you have to dive into Romans. So I'm so glad we're doing this series yeah. for the benefit of the congregation, for people to really deep dive into Romans and get into the depth and nitty gritty of what Paul's trying to lay out here. Because Paul, the premise of this letter was that he's writing to the Church of Rome, which no one's really sure who really started that church. Uh, they right. believe it was just random people who came from Jerusalem when they came back into Rome after their exile from Rome. Uh, when they came in, they kind of were just like, hey, then this church started kind of coming up. And so Paul's trying to like lay it all out for him. Like, here's what it is. Here's the faith, introducing himself to them. Yes. So it's like if you're reading it today, it's a great thing because it's speaking to the Westerners and he's telling them, hey... This is what the whole Christian walk right. is, is what it is. So it's an amazing and wonderful book for the church of all the ages in the past 2,000 years. There's this tug of war, mm-hmm. especially early, early in this. There's there's the tug of war of of uh, the law versus grace. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. And, um, and and what he's trying to say is, is that like if you come from, if you come from Jewish background, yeah. Or you come from Gentile background, it doesn't matter. You're the, the playing field is there's no partiality with God here. The right. playing field is level. Yeah, and and so he really kind of works to undo some of the deep seated issues in chapters one through three, 
um, that really kind of show people we're, we're all starting in the same place. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and, and if you look at like, you know, you hear about Romans Road, mm-hmm. uh, and, and there's so many scriptures that we quote when we're trying to tell somebody about what it is to fully like live for the Lord. And, you know, even in Romans chapter five, my life verses Romans five, seven, eight, for scarcely for a righteous man, one would die. Mm-hmm. Yet even for a good man, one would dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. There's mm-hmm. so much meat in these. Right. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, it's powerful. It's powerful. I can't like, I don't want to wish time away, but I can't wait until we get into Romans seven, Romans eight. Oh yeah. Romans seven, dude, will make your head spin. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's so true. And, um, so I, I look forward to that. Yeah. Um, and I, did, did you, so you've been doing, like, I don't know if people know, but you're working on your master's, like, yeah. a, was it master's degree or master's divinity? What uh, are you, what are you working towards? Yeah, it's a master's of divinity. Um, so it's, um, you can get a master's of arts and ministerial leadership. And this, this is the highest master's degree you can get, uh, in this field. So master's of divinity, um, it's about like 72 credit hours mm. and it's like kind of a, it gives you a great span of if you want to be, you know, uh, in ministry, it's yeah. great for that, but it also gives you a lot of classes that you have the credentials then actually teach in college too. So if mm-hmm. you wanted to teach part-time a few classes, then and if you wanted to do ministry, you kind of can do both. It's kind of a great all around. So have you do. encountered a, a class on Romans yet? Um, not just on Romans. Now there is a class on Pauline theology, which I would assume would include Romans quite a bit, mm-hmm. but I just completed New Testament, uh, class. Um, so just like this past week, uh, okay. so I just concluded it. So we went through the whole entire New Testament in eight weeks, which was a really crash Oof. course, really, really rough seven chapters <laughs> a night. You got to read or uh, a week, I should say seven chapters a week in these like thick books. But yeah, I mean, we went over Romans and just kind of the situation what was going on in there, who yeah. wrote it, the time when it was written, and uh, and just like the overall message and a breakdown of the theological things in there. So I actually right. did a paper, exegetical paper on Romans 4, which was leading into this chapter, but it is about like that. The Judaizers, which right. were um, Jewish you know, people who, yeah, they're saying Christians, but they're going around to everybody saying, oh, no, you got to be circumcised. Oh, no, you got to practice the Sabbath. Right. Oh, no, you got to... You know, all these things, um, practice the food laws and all these customs in order to really be saved. And and so they're trying to add these things to the sacrifice of Jesus. And so when they're talking about in Romans 4, when it's talking about, hey, works and faith and all right. that, it's talking, that's talking about the Judaizers' works as far as the Jewish works to be Jewish, not necessarily like, oh, I need to be a good person, I need to go to church, right. I need to do these things. Um, because some people use that as like a contradiction to James when James says, mm-hmm. hey, without without uh, works, faith your faith is dead. Is dead. Yeah. So it's like, you know, so within that, it, some people just don't understand the history and, and the um, context to that. Right. So, yeah. So I'm glad we're going to the Romans and really understanding the justified by faith alone. Yeah. Um, but it's it's grace through faith. And, and how that should build eventually into works. Uh, we should be able to see the fruit right. of your life. Yeah. We don't do those works be you know for grace. Yes. We do those works because we've received that grace and yeah, because of grace. Yeah, yeah and and do people it. don't people don't draw that line right. you know too well. Mm-hmm. But but as we landed on chapter five, it was funny because you looked at me and you're like, skipped Romans four, huh? And I'm like, yeah, yeah I just didn't <laughs> like there was so much meat there, but I just felt like yeah. I felt like this is where I was called to go. And I now I know why you said that. Yeah. Because you spent so much time on it. That's yeah, funny. I did. I should have just let you preach Romans four before I hit five. <laughs> 
Well, and, and it is so important too because there's such a thing right now in civil in in our society where people are all trying to say who's the real Jews, who's the real this and real that, and like guys, it doesn't even matter. What matters is Christ and mm. what He did, and that we're all grafted in, no matter what you're you're trying to feel like you're more important because of some lineage you're hoping is really true, and or trying to falsify somebody else's lineage. Like it's all a, wa- a waste of time. There's no there's no real significance in that of as far as when it comes to salvation. Uh, there's no preference between Jew or Gentile. Right. God wants everybody. His desire is all men would be saved. Right. Um, all tribe and nation and tongue. Um, Jesus is the Son of Man in Daniel seven. You read about the Son of Man and see that it's it's Jesus in this essence, and he calls himself the Son of Man. That's what he's referring to is in Daniel seven. Right. So, anyways, um, yeah. So back into Romans five. So this is after Paul's laying that all out about Abraham, how he is all of our kind of faith father, because uh, Abraham wasn't always quote unquote Jewish. He was actually living in the land of Ur, which is where the Babylonians are from. And so he technically was a Gentile, essentially, and it was his covenant with God that made him a Jew, necessarily. So um, he wasn't like some alien or some special species of humanity. He he <laughs> was a guy who just knew the voice of God and wanted he to follow. He was Abrahamian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, so this is the whole setup, I guess, into yeah. this chapter five, which is awesome. So so because the, ver- the first word in chapter five is therefore, and we just told right. you what all that's there for. Yeah, exactly. You know that so, when you see therefore in the Bible, go back and see why it's this is all therefore. You yeah. know, so, so yeah. So you look and it says this. It says, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, though whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. That's mm. verses one through two. Yeah. And uh, and at first, like I said, it, I was going to do a whole message, verses one through five. But man, there's just so much meat. Just in these two verses alone, yeah. that that when you really look at it, and it's, that's the thing, like guys, when you're reading the word, I, I want to challenge you: don't don't read for quantity, read for quality. If you get stuck mm-hmm. on two scriptures, if you get stuck on two two verses, then then delve in and really really dive in because the Lord's trying to show you, hey, there's depth here. Yes, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and and so that's kind of what happened with me. I was. I was kind of taking like this broader view of verses one through five and the Lord literally it happened as I was falling asleep and God does this to me. That's why I keep my phone by my head. God yeah. does this to me. And I text these things to myself and the wake I wake up the next day, 95% of them make sense. There's been a couple. I'm like, okay, we're going to have to see what God meant by yeah, that. That was just I, last night's sausage. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, yeah. It's funny. You said sausage too, oh, yeah. because uh, we had a doctor's appointment in Columbus for my daughter. Oh yeah, and we stopped at that Schmidt Sausage House. Oh yeah, bro, you have you been? Yes. Oh my gosh, isn't it great, dude? You want to talk about like <laughs> life changing? If yes. you're if you like if you like schnitzel, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. dude, if you have not yet been oh. to Schmidt's, bro, yes. you, you need to get there. Yeah, it is for real. The promised land of sausage. It is, dude. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's very good. And they have like a, did you go to the lunch buffet where they have they, all you can eat sausage? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. the way to go. And uh they you know, rolled me out of there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the and the thing is, is whenever like the Arnold, they do the Arnold thing mm-hmm. or whatever down there, Arnold Schwarzenegger always comes to the Arnold and uh he always goes to Schmidt's. Really? And he's yeah. always there. So I think the last time, actually, some of my family members were at Schmidt's, and he was there walking around getting his sausage from the buffet. Dude, so. it was, uh, yeah, yeah. So 
that was life changing. Yeah. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, so, it's a great place. Yeah. So anyway, I have no idea what we're talking about now. <laughs> but uh, uh, but you said something with sausage in it. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I Last night's sausage man yeah. can sometimes give you exactly. the craziest dreams. It and does. Inspiration. It does. So as I was as I was you know looking one yeah. one and two, the Lord just really hit me hard here, and and so it really addresses really three three areas of life: past, present, and future. And we'll kind of talk about that. We, this mm-hmm. is what we talked about. We'll kind of unpack that a little bit more. Yeah, sure, up. sure. So. Yeah, so like uh, I think just one of the big things that I think you you were pointing out from this verse was was the been part. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so it says therefore having been, been. justified by faith, and I've never been one who's paid attention to these things, right? Mm-hmm. But the Lord just kind of highlighted words to me as I was reading this, and the first one he highlighted was was the word been b e e n. Yeah, having been justified by faith for you to have been something. That means it has to address your past, right? Right, and when when we look here, what is what what they're really saying is that God has already. If you listen, if you're a follower of Jesus, you already have these things, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. If you've said if you've if you've said I and actually I started with this. I actually had people raise a hand. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've repented for your sin. Yeah, you've turned towards Him. You've turned from your wicked ways. You're you're relying on Him for salvation in everyday life. Mm-hmm. Put your hand in the air, and and they did, and I'm like, okay, if you did that, then this is already yours. Mm. So that right there to begin with is amazing. This isn't yeah. something you have to earn. This isn't something else you have to ask for. When you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this came with it, right? Mm-hmm. And so it says, having been justified by faith, been really points to your past. Yeah, And justify means being made righteous in him. So what he's saying here is being having faith in Jesus brings righteousness to your struggles of your past. Mm. You're made righteousness. You're made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, understand this. If you're trying to justify your past and you're on your own, you're errant, you know, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And when we try and justify anything on our own, it always goes poorly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, can you, can you, like, you can, you can probably think of moments where people have done that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Where that you you just anytime you try and justify your actions, you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of falls flat. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So I mean, no, I love that the bin. You know, it's understanding. Like, yeah, the moment that you accepted Jesus in your heart, in the sense that I'm believing, I'm giving Him my all. I'm right. letting Him have. You know, for a term like we use to say, like Jesus took the throne of your heart, meaning that mm-hmm. He's Lord and Savior of your life. You've made that decision in your heart, and you're going to follow Him. Like you are in that instant made a new creation in Christ Jesus. That there is that, so you're justified now by by your faith, and uh, and so this is this is the starting point. So right. it's a it's a beautiful thing. So you're born again. The whole essence here is you're born again. You know these phraseology is trying to get us to understand that you're not the old you. And that you're here and that he has washed you clean, you know, white as snow, your slate is clean. And, uh, and those things in the past do not define you anymore. Uh, And dude, that's so important that you just said that Mm. people. And I actually, I have a quote here. It says, we get so caught up in our past Mm. that we completely miss out on our present and future. Yeah. Wow. And we do, man, we, we get so caught up on previous struggles. And I actually told the congregation on Sunday, you know, I've been living for the Lord now longer mm-hmm. than I haven't. And I was done with my stupidity by age 19, but I did a lot of things I, I'm ashamed of. And, and um, 
and and there are times I still have to remind myself, I'm I'm Terry the man of God. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not that guy. Correct. Mm-hmm. You know, and and um, you still feel bad about it. And one one of the mm-hmm. stories I told, I don't, did you you were you were in another you were in a kids class. Helping. Yeah, I was up in three to five. So like going back to like things that you've done that you're ashamed of, and I told the story when I was I was a catcher in little league, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, <laughs> boy, if you could go back and undo something, this was one that I could undo, <laughs> and it doesn't sound like a big deal, but I feel really bad about it. Yeah. Uh, so we play. I played against um, played against this team, and and uh, I was playing catcher, and kid hit the ball, and next person coming up was up to bat. It was a girl, mm-hmm. right? I grabbed the bat. And I extended out to her, handle out to her. Yeah. And all she had to do was, she even smiled at me, gave me like the sweetest smile. Yeah. And just when her hand was about to meet the bat, I dropped it. I dropped the bat, turned around, walked away, and got behind the plate. <laughs> Dude, mom and dad oh, no. were unimpressed, yeah. right? Mom and dad were like, Terry, what are you doing? Like, yeah. And I just was like, instantly, I was like, that probably wasn't the best move. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. And, and like, I was telling the congregation Sunday, I'm like, I like if I had the opportunity mm-hmm. to track that girl down and be like, Hey, do you remember this moment? And she'd probably be like, yeah, I've been in counseling over it for the past yeah, 15 traumatized. years. Traumatized. Yeah. yeah. Like I would love to apologize to that girl and be like, I'm not that guy. I'm really sorry. Sure. And that was like, I was, a, I was probably 10 or 11, you know, mm. so 30, 33, 32 years ago. Wow. You know what I mean? So like even even stupid stuff like that, you yeah. still you I have story after story after story I could tell you. You still kind of beat yourself up over your past. Yeah. It's true. And yeah. the average Christian's doing that for sure. Well, yeah, average Christian's doing it and you know the other thing too is who loves to do it is the devil. And mm-hmm. uh you know I don't want to give him all the credit, but you know there is there is a thing where he can come and he can be the tormentor and part of his tormenting is to you know, be throwing past stuff and bring those things up. And, and so if you feel like over and over, like I keep dealing with the same thought over and over and hits you randomly and you're not even thinking about anything, you're whatever, watching TV, you're hanging out with family and all of a sudden, bam, this thought comes out of nowhere. And it's just like this tormenting, you know, there is a thing, you know, that spiritual warfare, and that is a true thing that the enemy is a tormentor. He's the accuser of the brethren. Yep. That is his whole case that when you stand before God, even though you're justified by faith, that he's going to try to accuse you of bring up everything you've done wrong and going to try to throw it in your face before the Father. And then Jesus is the one that comes in and says, yeah, but he also gave me his life and he's been born again. He's washed in the blood. Right. And so he has to be tried like I was tried, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and uh, which is innocent. And so that's the only way. None of us deserve this. We're all meant to go to hell, actually, without Christ. Uh, right. So the only reason why any of us even make it to heaven or go there is only because of Christ. No matter how good you were, no matter how goody two-shoe you were, no matter what it is you did, it, it doesn't matter. And so that's the beautiful thing of this this grace. It's a gift we don't deserve. Yeah. And uh, But yeah, I mean, we, we can't take that out of the equation either. There no, is a tormentor. Does. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you're dealing with that same stuff, you rebuke it and you have to stand in firm and fight it um, and instead of letting yourself be tortured by that. And here's how you know the difference. Mm-hmm. Because God will speak to you about something you've done. Sure. That yeah. sounds like that sounds like conviction, like, hey, you're better than this. Yeah. I'm calling you to something better. I'm calling you to be somebody greater. Like this is hurting you or this is hurting people you love. Yeah. Let's get you out of it. That's how. That's what God sounds like. Yeah, you hurt this person's right. heart. You need to apologize. Yeah, you need to do this. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's a convincing conviction yes. is convincing and understand exactly. your your idea of oh yeah, I, I messed up. I need to make this right. Yeah, and and it's it's 
It's God is saying there's something wrong with what you've done, mm-hmm. right? The enemy will start throwing out all of all of the things to assassinate your character. Yeah. So where God says there's something wrong with what you've done, the enemy says there's something wrong with who you are, right? You know, and yeah. and you are you you are you know forever going to be condemned. Yes. So God God convicts and and convinces mm-hmm. where the enemy condemns. Right. One's done out of love. One's done out of Correct. hatred. And and another thing too, a good telltale sign is that if you've already repented and said I'm sorry to God and prayed, you know, and just and and, and if it was a situation where you needed to make things right with somebody and you did all that, mm-hmm. and it's still coming at you to make you feel, you know, then it's like then that's another telltale sign. Like, oh no, this no, God knows I did all these right. things. This He's just trying to bring that up because the fact is still the fact that it happened, and and you know you're not going to take that away. You're going to remember that. Right. Um, and so he's going to try to prey on that. But so. there's, there's also a third person and that third person is us. Yes. Yeah. And, and we, we often are our own worst enemy when it comes to these things. Yes. And mm-hmm. in fact, we were talking about it. You know, I, I asked, I asked everybody, you've heard the phrase, see a forgetfulness, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's not actually the word see a forgetfulness, not actually in the Bible. Right. Just like the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Right. You're pointed to something that is a spiritual, a, a biblical, uh, accurate thing, but giving it a name yeah. that's not named in that accurate thing. Yeah, so, biblical concept. Like, yeah, it's yeah. biblical concept. It's like, our so, phraseology. So you'd see it in Micah 7, 19. It says, he will have compassion on us, will subdue our iniquities. You will cast our sins into the depths of the sea. So that's where mm-hmm. we know where it comes from. Or, yeah. or where it says in Psalm 103, verse 12, it says, as far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. So, mm-hmm. so basically what's happening here is you have you have those two verses kind of create like what people would call the sea of forgetfulness, right? Yes. And so the problem is is that oftentimes, you know, you have you have the Lord convincing us, hey, this is something that I need to get off of you. Then you have the enemy condemning you, hey, this mm. is that you're you're going to hell, you're you're a horrible person, blah, mm. blah, 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 blah. But then there's us. Mm-hmm. And God takes our sin and he throws it into the depths of the sea, but we love to go fishing in God's sea of forgetfulness. Mm-hmm. We really do. Like we we grab the pole and we go out and we fish that stuff out and we dwell on it and we ponder on it and we we inspect it to see if there's a way that we could have done better or something like that. But we and God is like, hey, I bought that. My son bought that with his blood. You don't get to have that anymore. And he takes it back from us and reminds us it's not ours. Right but we love to go fishing in God's sea of forgetfulness. Mm-hmm. And I said this, and, and this was something the Lord woke me up at. Uh, yeah, it was about one thirty in the morning. If we spent half as much time being fishers of men as we do fishing in God's sea of forgetfulness, the whole world would already know Jesus. Mm. So good. Dude, that blew me away. Yeah. Like it blew my tiny little mind. No, it's so true though. Yeah. It, it really is. I mean, if you think about it, if you if you think about it, how much time we've spent beating ourselves up, mm-hmm. how much time we've spent dwelling on where we went wrong, mm-hmm. when God says, "I've already covered that," let's move forward. Yeah, I've got a mission for you. I've got a purpose and a plan for you. How about we right. get out of your past, right, and we step into your present? Yeah, yeah. We have to stop partnering with that because that's exactly what the enemy wants us to do. Focus in on that because to hinder people knowing about Jesus, because you're so worried about your past that already was wiped clean, taken Mm -hmm. care of by Jesus. And so that's why, you know, we need to stop partnering with the devil (laughs) with our life. And we need to start partnering with Christ for our life. And, uh, and so, yeah, who are you teaming up with? 
you know, mm. and that's really a question you have to think about. Um, you know, yeah, logically, if I point, you know, team team devil, team Jesus, you're going to always pick team Jesus, but subconsciously, who are you picking? You know, and you can only know that by your actions, yeah. and only you can judge that. So judge your actions, judge yourself, lest you be judged, and and understand, like, okay, this is this is where I need to be going here, or I need to stop dwelling on these things. I need to take self-control uh, through the Spirit, and I need to be able to take control of my thought life and be like, you know what? I'm not going to direct my thoughts on that. Yeah. You know? And reminding so yourself what, what the yeah. scripture said to begin with is in mm-hmm. that, in that our, we are made righteous in yes. him. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not in ourselves. Right. We, it never really rose and fell on us anyway. Yeah. It was always on him. It was just you your know? decision. That yeah. was about it. <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah. were just kind of, you were just there to make that decision. So, mm-hmm. Scripture goes on again. It says, "Through whom we have access by faith mm-hmm. into His grace to stand." And and I, I really want to point out where he says we stand. Yeah, because he doesn't say two things. He doesn't say we will stand, mm-hmm. and he doesn't say we stood. <laughs> yeah. Right. So if he doesn't sure. say in His grace we stood, yeah. And if he doesn't say in His grace we will stand, what does that point to? Points to our present, mm-hmm. right? That though we have access by whom through whom we also have access by faith to his grace so that we can stand. God offers grace for your present to be able to stand. Whatever circumstances, yeah. whatever you're dealing with, God offers grace for the moment. Yeah. And I just think, dude, can you imagine going through some of the things that we've gone through? Mm-hmm. Not having a relationship with the Lord. Oh yeah, completely, completely utter you know hopelessness, and then that's just going to drive fear and anxiety, depression through the roof. And yeah, it would just be dude. I couldn't imagine. Oh my gosh, yeah, I couldn't imagine. Or not having, not having an amazing church family. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, 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 you know, I try. I, I I try not to talk too much about what's going on in our personal lives as far as like, well, that's not true. My life's an open book, but you know, when things aren't going great, I, I try not to talk about it too much, but you know, I really was transparent with you guys about our daughter, our youngest daughter going through some of these things that mm-hmm. she's been going through. Praise God to say she's been seizure free for a, a few weeks now. Oh, well, that's awesome. And yeah. uh, God's just doing a really cool work there. That's cool. Got us to some amazing doctors and those doctors have been great for us and but the people that texted us and the people that called us and dropped off food and and you know yeah I'm the pastor of the church I'm the lead pastor mm-hmm. for sure but they do this for each other too mm-hmm. you know what I mean um we 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 had a family that we just really love here that went through horrific loss just mm. just really a week and a half ago yeah almost two weeks it would be two weeks ago today actually yeah mm-hmm and um, what I loved, what I hated was they went through it, but what I loved was that the church was there to, to love on them. You know, it came in the form of food. Mm-hmm. It came in the form of, of text messages and phone calls and, and all those things. Um, and I can't imagine being someone who's going through those, those yeah. things, not having the Lord, but also not having a good church family to be there in the midst of it. Yeah, that's so true. And when you're a follower of Jesus, he gives you the grace for the moment. Right. You know, he gives you the strength. And simply because we belong to him, we have access to this faith. And because we have faith, we have access to his grace for right now. Yeah. I don't know about you, man, but I just think that's really awesome. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's life-changing. It's, 
I couldn't imagine not yeah having the the faith family. Uh, how lonely, how oh. just like you know, just kind of siloed, you yeah. know, from everything, from everyone, you know, and and um and you know, not everybody comes from an amazing, wonderful, loving family either. Right. So you don't even some people don't even have that. They're literally mm-hmm. just siloed, going through life, and um, it's just I don't know, just unfulfilled. You yeah, know? and dude, it doesn't matter who you are. Mm-hmm. You could say you don't. But everybody wants connection. Yeah, sure. Everybody wants to feel loved, welcomed, welcomed, and a part of something great. Mm-hmm. And and that's a connection with men and and women. That's you know are, are human, but that's also a connection with God that they want as well. Yeah. They, they, you're you were born to desire that, right? You know, it's 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 written within your DNA. It's in your genetic code that you would mm-hmm. desire to connect with God and man. Yeah, it just is what it is. I can't imagine being somebody who hasn't stepped into that. Right. And, uh, and so, so we were, you know, I was kind of short on that, but I mean, I think the point stands for itself. Yeah. And so because God has been faithful to justify our past and make us righteous in him, and because he gives us grace to stand in the moment, then the next thing is the only possible step to take. And that is we rejoice in the hope and the glory of God, hope points to what's coming. Yes. In fact, if you look in, in that scripture, if you if you look at it in, in the original text, you'll see that, that the word hope really points to the word expectation. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between hope and expectation. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you can hope for something, and just because you hope for it doesn't mean <laughs> it's going to happen. But if you have sure. this expectation because of, because of what you know about yeah. the moment, that's better than just hoping. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes great sense. Mm-hmm. And so we talked a lot about that. Like we talked about because we know God's character, mm-hmm. and because we know God's track record, and because of what He's done, and also because of what He said He will do, we know that we can have an expectation for our future. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God is not a man that He should, you know, lie. So right. it's one of those things. Like when He says it, you could take it to the bank and. uh and you have that expectation. You know, we have an expectation as believers for the hope of future glory. We 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 know that this is coming. We know we have an expectation of Jesus is coming. Uh, we don't know when or the hour. That's not for us to know. But we do know that He is coming. That He is going to make a new heaven and a new earth. And uh, and so these are the things that we know, and we're expecting it. And it's uh, there is an assurance, a blessed assurance, as the song you know right. uh, says. And and that's that's what we have, and that's a beautiful thing. And it's the same thing, you know, even when people do pass away, whenever they go away, we have the blessed assurance that we know that we don't mourn like the world, but we're mourning in the sense that, yeah, we miss him, but we, it's not like we'll never see him. We are going to see him. Right. Um, and uh, and so they're only, like they used to say in the Bible, in the old original early church, they used to say, oh, they're not dead, they're just asleep. And, uh, and that was kind of the viewpoint. Jesus even said that, oh, she's not dead, she's just asleep, you know. And, uh, and so there's just that viewpoint, you know, from heaven's perspective that, oh, no, they're just asleep. Like, they're going to, you know, it's fine, you know. Yeah, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So yeah. there's a blessed assurance that we do have in Christ, and it's amazing. Yeah, and, and even back in, you know, before before Jesus is revealed to be the Son of God, mm-hmm. you know, when Psalms were written, it says this. It says, I, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is my right hand, I shall not be moved. God has, God has you. Yeah. You know, he's had you 
He has you now, and he will have you. And it's important that you need to understand that, that, you know, you, you look at who he is and you look at his character and what he has said and he, his integrity and his character is such that he can't go back on his word, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I told the story of, of the, have you ever heard the, the, the story of like the, the frog and the scorpion? I, I don't think like, so. So they're on one land bank and they're standing there and they've got to get mm-hmm. to the other side and the frog can swim, but the scorpion can't. So the frog is going to cross over, and the scorpion says to him, hey, will you give me a ride? And he's like, no, you're a scorpion. <laughs> That's a bad idea. Sure. Right? Yeah. I've given rise to some shady characters before, too, but none of them had a poisonous tail that I know of. <laughs> but he said to him, he's like, well, come come on, like, give me a ride. And he's like, why would I sting you? If I sting you, we both die. Mm. And he's like, oh, okay, that's not a bad idea. So the frog lets the scorpion jump on his back. He's swimming him across there halfway from one bank to the other, and the scorpion stings the frog. As, as he's getting ready to start drowning, the, scorp- the, the frog says to the scorpion, we're both going to die. He goes, I can't help it. I'm a scorpion. That's who, that's who I am. Right? <laughs> that's what I do. I I'm a scorpion. Yeah. I sting. I just so, sting. So, yeah. Like, you, when you, somebody shows you who they are, you believe them for who they are. Based mm-hmm. on their track record, sure. their character, and what they've done. There are people in your life that if you you know, if I go through anything, I can call them and they will be there in five minutes. Why? Because of their history, their track record, their character, and what they've said to you, right? Mm-hmm. There are also people in your life. And we can talk about that right now if you got names. I don't know. Let's do this. <laughs> I got a list right here, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I got a whole, whole journal. No, yeah. <laughs> it's, called, it's called Dan's Big Book of Being Wronged. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but there are people in your life that if you call them, yeah. you know, they may say that they'll be there. They may talk a good game, but they're never showing up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We've, we've had those people before. Sure. Right? You've yeah. had those people that... If you live on this earth, you will run into both kinds of people. Yes. And one's more prevalent than the other. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that's huge. And that's why Jesus says, you know, Hey, when it comes to judging, like we, it's not necessarily, we were taught how to judge, not necessarily not to judge. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you really look at the scriptures, that's kind of a fallacy that's kind of been popularized, but, but the judging people's fruit, we are called to do that. And so when someone, their fruit is what their actions have proven over time. And that is, and a good fruit doesn't come from a bad tree. Right. And vice versa. So when you're seeing the fruit, you then, Jesus is trying to say to us, when you see their fruit, no, you're really seeing them for who they really are. Exactly. You don't, you need, you don't need to have God's perspective to just see in their heart. You already know what's kind of in their heart by off their actions and the overflow of their mouth, the heart speaks, yep. all those things are tall tale signs. And, uh, and you know, love them from afar and all that. I'm not saying you hate them and attack them, but I'm saying, but you, but you also know not to trust them. Correct. With with certain things, your family, you know, with your kids, your other stuff, you know, absolutely, whatever you create the boundary. Yeah, and be, mm-hmm. because based on their character, yeah, and their track record, and what they've said, you know whether or not you can trust them. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. God, based on His character, based on His track record, based on what He has promised, and being who He is, cannot go back on His promise. He has proven to us time after time after time that we have an expectation yes, that he's always going to go before us. Mm. And it may not always look like it's like we think it's going to look. In fact, sure. it's rare. Doesn't it rarely look like you expect it to look? Yeah. I don't see no pillar of fire by day. No, and cloud of, no. Dude, <laughs> you if, know, you told, by, or... if you would have told me that I was going to be the lead pastor of this church and that it was going to work out the way it did, that I would get to do this with all of you guys and have the, the fun that we were having together. And sure. that, you know, we would, 
we would launch other churches and mm-hmm. and and see what you know watch pastor Aaron and do what he's doing yeah. and you know get ready for the the future ones that are to come like if you'd have told me that stuff I would not have believed you right because it never works out the way that you think it's going to work out because God is inexhaustible yeah but he has proven through his track record and his character that you can trust him yeah and so we really hit that hard and it says says in uh, lamentations which we had some fun with lamentations 2 weeks ago were you mm. in there for that I believe I was. Yeah. I was trying to illustrate that, you know, there's a there's an ignorance of the word. And mm-hmm. so we did this whole thing. It was like, is is oh. what I'm about to read to you from from scripture, which it was from the message remix. Yeah. So I mean you can't you know, it's paraphrased. Yeah. From scripture or Taylor Swift. You know what? I wasn't in there for that. I was actually in kids uh teaching. But yeah. There were people <laughs> that got it right and I was like, Do you know because of Taylor Swift or you know because of the yeah. word? And they're like, A little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, the, so that's that was awesome. lamentations. But he says, through the Lord's mercies, we're not consumed because of His compassions. Because His compassions fail not, they're new every morning. Mm. Great is His faithfulness. And I just want to say this, guys. God's faithfulness is so great. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a place of struggle right now, I promise you one thing: it may not end the way you want it to end. It may not look the way you want it to look. But God will always be faithful. Mm-hmm. And if we could trust him with our past, knowing that he has made us righteous in him, and he gives us grace for the present to -hmm. go through whatever it is to stand in the middle of that, and we have an expectation for the future, then I think we could trust him. Mm -hmm. We could trust him at his word because of his character, because of his track record. We could trust him. And when you live in that land, it's so freeing. Mm Mm-hmm. When you live in the land of God has got my past, God is there in my in my present, and God has me in the future, I can't imagine a better way to live my life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he covers you in all three states. states and, and, and uh, you know, the thing, too, that just, I don't know, he's faithful and just to cleanse us of all unrighteousness, mm-hmm. you know, and there's just that, that also the faithfulness of in the, you know, after when you pass from this life, you know, into the, into eternal life, you know, he's faithful in the sense of that. It's not like he's going to change yeah. his mind or be like, eh, nope. you know what, I, I, you know what, that's great. You did all that and that you accepted my son, but you know, I, at the, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I want you here or not. He's yeah. like, he's not going to do any of that. You know, he's faithful even in that. And so, you know, uh, and he's faithful in this life. Uh, and in this season, and in this time, uh, to his word and into you know what he's made in his covenant, and uh, so I think God has proven time and time again with His character Absolutely. of who He is, and that um, God is love and He loves you, and um, and He He's calling you to greater things uh, because He made you and He knows what you're capable of, yeah. and why would you want nobody who really loves you is going to ever sell you short, you know. Yeah, you know, people who really love you really want to see you reach your full potential. Absolutely, and, and they'll uh, do every, anything and everything in their power to help you do that. Right, exactly. So, I guess my good. challenge to you guys, man, is is no matter what you're going through, he's faithful in the past, the present, and the future. Yes, just put your trust in him. It's going to be okay. Yeah, that's good. Well, I think that's. Uh, that's it, man. Challenge, challenge, you know, thrown down. And yeah. I, I, you know, pray that we all, you know, um, grab a hold of it and meet it 
and uh, and may we be encouraged and equipped by it. Um, so, anyways, I think that kind of wraps up when uh, in Rome number three. Uh, looking for this Sunday was actually Mother's Day, so shout out to all you mothers out there. And uh, we got uh, Jess Wilgen yep. going to be bringing the word, Our children's pastor, laying gonna, it down. It. Yeah, and so it's going to be good. Uh, so come out expecting, um, and uh, we got a little gift for all you mothers out there. So it's going to be great. Um, so yeah, come expecting. It's going to be awesome. And looking forward to it. Amy, I think we have a photo booth, too, yeah, to take a picture. Yeah, we're going to be the photo booth, and uh, she's going to bring a word. She's got, she's been, mm-hmm. it's been on her heart for a while. And um, and then we just got, yeah, uh, go do something nice for your mom that day. But, you know, it's going to be a great time. And then we'll be back with uh, another installment of Romans. No idea what it's going to look like, though. Sure. Uh, the week after. So we'll <laughs> whatever see Whatever God, God highlights. Yeah, yep, whatever exactly. he highlights. Exactly. All right. Well, hey, well, you guys uh, have a great week, and we'll see you on Sunday. All right. God bless.